Welcome to episode two of your Gold Coast Suns members podcast. My name is Jason Churchill and as a foundation member, I have the privilege of representing all Suns members for the purpose of bringing you inside the club and provide insights exclusively for you, our loyal members. Coming up today, we have General Manager of Football Operations, John Haynes, as our special guest. But before I introduce John, wowee, what a great start to the season. 12 consistent quarters of footy and our mighty sons are well and truly up and about. I have no fingernails left and after the first three games sitting at home watching yesterday, I know my neighbours heard my family help cheer them home and it was a fantastic result. Welcome to the Suns Members Podcast, Mr John Haynes. Do you have any fingernails left? Uh, no, I don't, Jason, and thanks for the invitation. I certainly don't have any hair left. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's been a, yeah, certainly the heart rate of the last three weeks, late in quarters, has been uh, beating pretty fast, but it's obviously been pretty exciting for everyone and hopefully exciting for the fans. Indeed. Well, fortunately, uh, we've been on the right side of the ledger two out of three times, so uh, let's hope that continues. Now, we do always talk about individuals after games. Uh, Martin, Witts, Collins and uh, Jack Homsch, I thought were terrific uh, yesterday. But once again, it was such a team effort. Yeah, it's certainly been something we've been working on um, throughout the pre-season as well um, in terms of building a really consistent AFL footy team. We had a really significant reset of the organisation last year and our playing list and our organisational structure and where we invest our time and money and a really significant and aggressive reset. But part of that was... As a as a process, trying to build really strong foundations on what a what a good footy team looks like. So, hopefully, we're seeing that in terms of yeah, the team being more competitive and certainly, as you alluded to, being more consistent across the course of the game. Well, certainly on the right path. And uh, as a uh, as a fan, as a member, I've seen that well and truly out in the field so far this season. Now, looking ahead to round four against Carlton, it's Sunday afternoon. There's no such thing as an easy AFL game, and Carlton, although they're winless haven't been too far away for most of their games. So it's another big challenge for our boys on Sunday. Yeah, it is. Every week is a big challenge in AFL footy. And um, you know, Carlton have certainly improved uh, throughout the course of the year as well. They had a really good pre-season. And you know, they've got an absolute A-grader in Paddy, Paddy Cripps and a really emerging group of midfielders as well that, um, that our guys are really looking forward to getting stuck into. I think the last two weeks uh, against Fremantle um, with Fife and Mundy uh, and then this week against uh, the Western Bulldogs, a couple of really good midfields and we're really keen to, to pitch our young midfield against uh, all the midfields in the competition. This week would be a really good test against Carlton. In, indeed, it's not far away at all. Now, let's find out more about you, John. Um, I'm sure our members would like to know more specifically what your role as the GM of footy operations uh, actually entails. And what does a typical week look like for you, John? Yeah, so the GM of football operations um, role is a really exciting one, uh, incredibly challenging. Um, but it's got great scope as well, and, and certainly at this club, uh, in terms of that reset they alluded to before, there's been an enormous challenge last year in terms of um, learning about the organisation, learning about Queensland footy, uh, learning about our playing list, uh, and then trying to charter a course that can actually take the club forward. Uh, so the role encapsulates all elements of the footy department, from player development, which we now call personal excellence, uh, high performance, medical, coaching, uh, list management, recruiting, uh, so all the areas that that, uh, that uh, is wrapped around a footballer in their development. Um, so that, as I said, large amount of scope, but relies heavily on really strong collaboration 
uh, and, and really strong integration as well. We've really focused, um, myself and Stewie and Craig in particular, on making sure that the, the footy department is really integrated. The footy department, there's no silos. We've got people working together and really working um, cooperatively together, but also across the whole footy club as well. That we want to make sure that membership, corporate sales, sponsorship, all the other elements of the community development, all the elements of the football department, sorry, the football club are integrated with the football department as well. And Brilliant, yep. Those leadership roles that Stewie and I play are really, really critical in making sure that happens. Awesome. And how long have you been at the club now, John? Uh, this is my second year. Yes. Yeah, so yep. we came over at uh, the end of 2017. And that was from, uh, w- from Perth. Yeah, yeah from WA, Yeah. So I spent most of my life there um, working in, in football, worked for Fremantle Footy Club for five or six years. I uh, also spent five years at, uh, at North Melbourne Football Club as well, um, initially coaching and then also in the GM of footy role. So, yeah, yep. um, it's, yeah, as I said, it's a real privilege to be working with the Suns and really enjoying the opportunity. Awesome. Well, just further to that, uh, I know in 2014 you did finish up at North Melbourne after about five years and you're in a very similar, if not the same, sort of role, uh, GM uh, of uh, footy operations. What's the biggest difference between dealing in a, with a club that's got like, a century of uh, history and tradition and the shin boners, North Melbourne being uh, one of those clubs, um, compared to dealing with a new club with obviously brand new facilities, brand new team, and away we go. Yeah, it, it, it is different, there's no doubt. Um, but it's really exciting as well in the sense that sometimes history can actually be restrictive mm. on what you want to do and, and what, how you want to think. Uh, and because this, this club, particular club only has a really short history, um, it actually allows you to really blaze your own trail in a lot of ways. Um, and certainly our players and our staff are really keen to, to be part of bigger, part of something bigger than themselves in a lot of ways and actually create something that, that all Queenslanders and particularly the people of the Gold Coast and far north Queensland can be proud of. Um, so, yeah, we, we don't see it as it being a disadvantage having a, a short history. We're actually seeing it as an opportunity, as an, an advantage. Brilliant, absolutely. Now, following the amazing round two win here at Metricon Stadium over the Dockers, uh, Jack Homsch spoke about the group's resilience and composure. And then Sam Collins, in an interview, inter- spoke to the uh, to um, the around the attitude, the team's attitude and intent. Now, these are two brand new guys to the club, um, yet they've embraced the team first club culture and appear to be on the same page. Are you surprised how quickly not only those two players but the whole list has gelled together? Uh, I wouldn't say we're surprised. It, it, it's been a, there's probably a number of factors within a, within that particular question. I think what we what we went out to do was to target really specific character types at the end of last year. Um, when I talk about that, I was talking about before in terms of blazing our own trail and actually creating our own future. It, it was very much premised on bringing really good characters in the organisation, both staff and, and players. And we had really clear criteria that we wanted to, to wrap around that, those particular targeted players. And all those guys that we brought in, and you've alluded to a couple of them there, um, I think Stewie said the term as advertised last night in his press conference. And he's, he's, no, he's I did hear that. that was, yeah, yeah, he's absolutely correct that, that you know everything that we thought they'd bring, um, they've absolutely brought. And, and likewise with the, the 14 staff changes that we made as well, all really targeted appointments. Um, but they've all brought exactly what we thought they would. And the interesting thing across the pre-season was when these guys were um, speaking publicly uh, but also speaking internally we didn't actually um, want it to be fabricated we wanted it to be natural and come from them what they were saying but the alignment amongst all the guys when they actually spoke was was quite incredible and we mm. actually we did yep. comment a number of times during pre-season that we're not telling these guys what to say but they're all saying the right things um, 
And most importantly, their actions were reflecting what they were saying as well. So, so it's evolving naturally. It is very much so, yeah. But it's off the back of you know really good process, I think, and, and good governance around decision-making around the players that we targeted. Um, but it is absolutely happening organically. And you've, we've got a group of guys who want to give to the club. Yeah, um, indeed. And, and the number of times that you know George Horn Smith, for example, and Anthony Miles, they'll finish a conversation with you and say, oh, what do you need? Oh. It's not, you know, what can I get? Um, it's That's like, awesome. what do you need? So, and that, that, that sort of culture becomes really infectious and, and we're seeing more and more of it day by day, which is terrific. Well, I think they understand the fact that they're here and they've got an opportunity to be part of that trailblazing. Yeah, absolutely, so, yeah. Now, slightly different note here, John, what's the biggest challenge for you this year? Uh, there's a number of challenges. Um, I think off the back of last year, it was... It was a, a challenging uh, year to be able to, to come in firsthand and, and make a really reasonably quick assessment of the organisation and in conjunction with Craig and Stewie make a really reasonably quick assessment of the list. Once we realised that we needed to make a pretty aggressive reset, um, that there was a lot of challenges involved in that because you're fundamentally dealing with people. Yes. Um, yep. There was the program design element, which we could get to later, um, but it was fundamentally dealing with people. So that, that's always challenging. Uh, so that was a challenging period. I think the, the phase that we're in now, the, the biggest challenge is, is maintaining the alignment and embedding the foundations of what we want to build. So we've got a really clear plan that um, this, this, this phase that we're in now is about getting the foundations right and mm-hmm. embedding the new people, but also importantly the new programs and program design so that we know we've got some really clear benchmarks and milestones around where we want to get to, but if we don't get this foundational stuff right now, then we can we can wish for whatever we want to wish for, but yes. we've got to get this, this foundation right now. And that's the big challenge at the moment is making sure that everyone stays really disciplined and really focused on what we need to do um, in order to be able to build it correctly for the future. Yeah, brilliant. Okay. Well, Sam Day kicked five uh, in the NEFL on the weekend, Crosley three goals, Will Brody had 38 possessions or disposals, and the experienced pair of Aaron Young and and Riscatelli had plenty of the ball, and they unfortunately went down by 11 points to the Canberra Demons on the weekend. But this is highlighting some great depth, and with the likes you mentioned earlier, George Holland-Smith, Sean Lemons, Ben Ainsworth, and Isaac Rankin all due back from injury, hopefully within the next month or so, the competition for spots is going to be massive. Yeah, and you know, it looks like Touchwood have come through unscathed from both games yes, on the yep. weekend, which is uh, which is great. Uh, the game on the weekend was the first time we've been in, gone in unchanged um, in, the, in our time here. We've only been here a short time. Yes, but certainly yep. we didn't go in unchanged at all last year. Yeah, which yeah, it, I was going to say it's rare, but yeah. it actually hasn't happened before. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. so that was that was a really good sign. Um, we've got uh, four or five players coming back this week uh, into the NEFL program. Uh, as you said, Benny Ainsworth will be probably the week after. Um, Isaac Rankin and Sean probably the week after that. Oh, brilliant! Um, okay. So yeah, we're, we're getting close to you know, other than obviously Harrison and um, and Rory uh, and Corey Ellis has, has done his syndesmosis. Have you another six or so weeks? Okay. But other than those guys, you know, we're, the list is in pretty good shape, um, which is a credit to to everyone. So we've got a good plan B there for uh, if we do happen to have a few injuries. Yeah, during, absolutely. During yeah, the next no, and, of weeks. and that's what that's what again that's what good football clubs have. They have really strong competition for spots, and um, you know I think. But what we're also seeing and what was really pleasing off the back of the win last week that we noticed it really stuck. One of the key things that stuck out last week was at the end of the game when the players came in, the NEFL players were waiting in the rooms and just the genuine care and excitement and spirit that those players showed towards their teammates coming off the ground. 
you know, Jack Leslie was one of the first players to go yeah. to Sam Collins and shake his hand. You know, Sam Collins is in Jack Leslie's spot at the moment. Yes. But Jack's yep. one of the first to go up there and give him a big hug and say, well done. Um, so there's competition for spots, but there's also the camaraderie. Great, great excitement for the yeah. guys at, you know, doing what they're doing. Oh, that's fantastic. It's it's great to see, and uh, all, all the supporters, all the members uh, can absolutely see it. A lot of the social media posts and comments coming back from, from the members is this is it doesn't just feel different, it looks different, and it is different, and different is good. Yeah. GM of Football Operations, Mr. John Haynes, thank you so much for your time and joining me today, and hope to have you on the podcast later on in the season. Happy to, any time. Thanks very much. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you again, John. So bring on the Blues this Sunday. Uh, also, don't forget the Suns have got an open training session at Metricon Stadium this Friday morning, the 12th of April from 9.30. Uh, bring the kids along on school holidays. Uh, certainly uh, worthwhile coming down, getting some signatures and, uh, and watch the Red Hot Suns run around on uh, Metricon for training on Friday before the big game against the Carlton Blues at, I think, 2.40 it is this Sunday afternoon at Metricon now, we've had some great submissions for the name of the podcast. Um, so this is your last chance to uh, send the club your ideas. There'll be an entry form on the Gold Coast FC website and we'll announce the new name of our podcast in episode three. And speaking of episode three coming up in the next uh, couple of weeks, we spotlight our plans to get set for 2020, building towards our inaugural AFLW women's team. We'll welcome Coach David Lake and Women's Football Operations Manager Fiona McClarty to explain more about the journey to 2020. And once again, thank you so much for listening. This is Jason Churchill signing off. Until next time, go the mighty sons. <laughs> <laughs>